who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. Each Monday, I bring you a brand new full-length episode covering something from a wide variety of topics. And then every Friday, come meet up with me again for a mini What's in the News episode so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on in the world. Check out Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And rage on. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 289. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Uh, the Dark Knight News, Andrew Goldfarb. So high tech. I know, and uh, the IGN office. Uh, we've. This is now the third time we've started this podcast. We tried to start it twice in the po- in the studio to f- record it. There's no podcast room. IGN just moved up to the fourth floor. Both times, the studio crashed on us, so we ran and got the E3 recorder we do and Colin literally ran this is him heavy breathing that was a lot of running to get, get you uh, what we start the show with forever and all time once once was and always will be what King Solomon called the Roper Report time for some news people listen to the E3 show it's, it comes out this is the, the recorder Shuhei talks into and he's a soft talker and we usually leave it on the ground it's fine mm-hmm. Shuhei heads up you're a soft talker I feel like you should keep it in a consistent place. Well, you're, oh, you're right, because we might get wind around it. I, I have gotten the wind, to, the GDC thing. No, what, no, I'll just hold it right here. We're going to go around. I can turn right this here. upside down. We can put it on that. You keep trying to complicate today even more than God has complicated it already. <laughs> Who's behind me? I see your eyes doing things. What is happening? Uh, all right, no, uh, there are nine items on the list. Uh, there's probably more than that, but I wrote this yesterday. Uh, I wrote this yesterday what we were supposed to do. Yeah, we were supposed to do Beyond yesterday as well, we and then more things happened. Number one, Dig the Nightcrawler, the second game in the Wonder Book series, is set for release on May 29th in Europe. Strangely, now, this is, this is about the X-Men Nightcrawler. Correct, correct. Okay. Strangely, I'll North America that. gets the game during holiday season of 2013. So that's the biggest news right out of the way in yeah. the very beginning. There. It's weird that it's like a five-month gap. It's a long time. Yeah. So... <laughs> I guess. 
Number two. Newegg has posted a listing for Gran Turismo 6 for PlayStation 3, adding fuel to the fire started by Sony executive Michael Denny a couple months ago when he very nonchalantly said in an interview that Gran Turismo 6 would be coming to PS3 in 2013 alongside the likes of The Last of Us and Beyond Two Souls. Sony has not gotten back to IGN with an official comment about Newegg's listing. The listing is also on other websites uh, since then. So Why is Newegg breaking news? They, they sell it cheap right? HDMI cables and cheap iPhone cables. I don't know. I'm sure, they, I'm sure Sony does some pretty good business. I don't like that one bit. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, number three, according to massive investment firm, the Cohen Group, God of War Ascension underperformed significantly. Quote, no. significantly. End quote. In a note to investors, the Cohen Group predicts that Ascension only sold 360,000 copies in its launch month, over 600,000 short of the first month numbers of God of War 3, which launched in 2010. We'll have to wait until Thursday, which is tomorrow now, for official numbers via MPD. Why Actually, did God of War undersell? It's a multiplayer game, and it's also not a numerical God of War. I think, I think it was also promoted wrong, right? They came out of the gate saying it was a multiplayer game. That's a fine addition, but I don't think people were clamoring for that, really, right? Yeah, Goldfarb and I were at the event when they... they you said it was joke. awkward. You said it was, it was really, really awkward. awkward. It was really awkward, yeah. It was like... There were, like, really long, awkward silences. Like, as they were showing you... It's like this podcast. <laughs> Zing. Ah! Conversational. Uh, number four. Bethesda is teasing a new game via seconds-long Vine video on Twitter. The video shows barbed wire and a record playing on a record player. Pete Hines told someone on Twitter to, quote, guess again, end quote, when everyone assumed it was Fallout. What could it be? What could it be? We'll find out. Where could it be? That's someone. Arthur Geese. Yeah, he used to work here. And he works at Polygon. We'll find it out. Oh, oh, is that who he was referring to? Yeah, he was talking to Arthur. We'll find out soon enough. See, the weird thing about it not being Fallout related is they show that Johan and Sebastian Bach jam. Mm -hmm. And there were some of his songs in Fallout. I guess it's not weird, but it's interesting. So, it's a sequel to Eternal Sonata, but instead of Chopin, it focuses on Johan Sebastian Mm. Bach. And Bethesda's doing it for some reason. Yeah, Dave Clayman. Want to go where the talent is. Yeah, exactly. Number five. Sega has confirmed that it's working on an HD remake of Castle of Illusion for PSN, as well as 360 and PC. It will be released this summer and is being developed by Sega Australia Studios. Castle of Illusion was an internally developed Sega game based on the Mickey Mouse license and appeared exclusively on Sega Master System, Genesis, and Game Gear between 1990 and 1991. It's considered one of the classic games of the mom, mom, My yeah. mom and dad bought me... I, that's, that was one of those things where I didn't ask for that for a birthday, and I got it for a birthday, and I was like, what? And then I played it, I was like, oh, yeah, mom yeah. and dad no great Genesis games. <laughs> I've never played it. I'm excited. What? That's a slick game. Between that and DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales. I'm, I'm way more excited HD. for DuckTales. Disney's getting them. It's no coincidence Disney's okaying these various, uh, their various characters to be used to get an HD remix. Because they want money? Yeah. yeah. Colin made the money the money hand gesture, by the, the way. Finger rub. We That's call what it. they call the it. money rub. Oh, finger rub. <laughs> Colin, finger rub Moriarty. All right, number that nickname for multiple reasons. Number six, Bethesda is officially moving on from the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, confirming that the team is on to a new game and that there will be no more DLC coming to Skyrim. Skyrim had notorious issues on PS3 that Bethesda managed to fix to a degree. All three pieces of DLC for the game only recently came to PlayStation Network. Um, so if that's kind of connected, I guess, to the to the Vine video. Number seven, uh, news I'm very excited about. Tales of Zelia finally has a Western release date. Look for it on August 6, 2013. Uh, it will also get a collector's edition, which includes a copy of the game, an art book, the official soundtrack, and a statue of the game's main female protagonist, Mila. I say main female protagonist because there's also a main male protagonist. Oh. Interesting. Number eight, One My Piece Pirate Warriors God. 2 is officially coming west. It will come to the PlayStation 3 later this year, but strangely, the virtually identical Vita iteration will not be localized for the West. The original Pirate Warriors was released as a digital-only title on the PSN in the West after selling over a million copies in Japan. The sequel, which only came out a couple weeks ago, has pushed 350,000 copies on PS3 and 85,000 on Vita in Japan. I'm disappointed it's not coming to Vita because... 
you know, why, why not? not? Yeah, it's, if, it, yeah. yeah, if you're porting it over anyway and doing that localization, I don't know, like maybe it is that much more expensive to, to port it, but uh, you would imagine that if, even if it sells paltry numbers, it would they would break even. Yeah, we're not businessmen, we don't, no, I don't yeah. know. Anything. Number nine. Quantic Dream, the developer behind Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, may be looking into multiplayer gaming. Kotaku dug up a job listing for, quote, a lead online programmer, end quote, with, quote, very deep and high knowledge of online gaming network developments, end quote. Uh, Could this have anything to do with its recently confirmed PlayStation 4 exclusive? Probably. You think so? Probably, I would assume so. Uh. It might just be because maybe games now have to have to kind of work in uh, a multiplayer component uh, via the PS4. Maybe there's the, there's some sort of I don't want to say always online, but there has to be an online component in some sense. Sure, sure. Working with Gaikai or doing something like that. So could be. I mean, that's kind of the strategy Microsoft even adopted this gen. Like every game has that Xbox Live logo at the top because there's always some way to log into Xbox and check whatever, check mm-hmm. achievements, blah blah blah. So it could very well just be that because Heavy Rain does not interact with PSN at all. So. Yeah. Dual trophies, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, trophies and downloadable content, but right. that had no need for massive page. So that's it. Oh my god, can't believe it's over. I want to play that Quantic Dream game though. Yeah, me too. Sucks it ain't out, Goldfarb. Mm-hmm. I know their their game before that's not even. Out. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Goldfarb, if we rollerbladed down to the mom and grop shop, as we do, where could we go to find out what games came out this week? The official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editor. Very good, very good. That's two weeks <laughs> so the, the PlayStation uh, Network was not updated yesterday. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, the PlayStation Store usually updates sometime on Tuesday. We don't really know when. Sometimes <laughs> two o'clock. Some kid tried to tell me it was always at two thirty Pacific Standard. Nope. I'm like, did you, not you just come out of your, yeah. Did you just come out of a coma? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you never happened. Uh, so yeah, so the PSN wasn't updated at all yesterday. Finally, just went up. It's what time is it right now? It's three thirty on Wednesday afternoon. It went up about three o'clock. So it is like twenty four hours late. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sony. I just posted an op-ed about how Sony is completely dropping the ball. That's our topic of the week. Store. You want to start it right now? Or do you want to get into this? Do you want to get through your list? Right, so anyway, let's, let's, the just, topic get, of the let's week. just get rid of this here. On PSN, uh, Dragon Fantasy Book One, which I've been playing for a couple days. Uh, Dragon Fantasy is a play on Dragon Warrior Quest oh. and Final Fantasy. Uh, old school, uh, very old school Dragon Warrior like RPG. Definitely not for everyone. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, it's also on Vita. Cross-play, cross-buy. Only 8 bucks if you play PlayStation Plus. Injustice Gods Among Us is available for uh, download. A lot of people ask why I didn't review it. Didn't review it because I'm not a big fighting game fan. Yeah, uh, Vin- Vince did it for it. He did a great job. If you want to know what I think of it, a lot of people tweeted me about that. I like it. I played through the story last week. Uh, really enjoyed the story. The story is really interesting. I haven't jumped into the Star Labs content, which is like extra, like not even fighting missions, really, just goofy little missions. It was really cool. Uh, like the visuals, like the stuff. Uh, the fighting's not my thing. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. If you're like me and you're bad at fighting games, though, and you just want to play through the story, if you play and you lose, like because eventually you start getting your teeth kicked in. Yeah. Uh, every time you lose and you restart the match, it gets a little easier. Cool. So I, um, at the end I was just putting the controller down and letting it beat me the first round so I could You know, I've been actually pretty down on that game, but I took home a copy. I'll try it maybe this weekend. Um, uh-huh. I'm interested to actually play it and see. Because, like, Mortal Kombat 9 mechanically was great. And yeah. I, I had no problem with that game, like, as a fighter. Um, not that I'm great at fighting games, but, yeah. I, You're I'm great at everything. trying it. Uh, Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, Mike Pereira walked up and distracted me. He's just so good looking we're, with that beard. We're recording in the IGN lobby. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure the quality of this podcast is excellent. I wanted it to be like the E3 War Room when we do those. I like those. Those uh, are nice one-offs. Mad Dog 2, The Lost Gold. Mad Dog! It's an old game. Uh, <laughs> Sacred Citadel. 
which I heard of. I don't really know what that is. It's Sniper, about Mass Effect. Sniper Ghost Warrior 2 is available digitally. That game's still coming to Vita, I think. I don't know if it's... Oh, yeah. Well, it's coming to Wii U. Am I wrong about that? I saw a Vita iteration in our back end, so I, and I remember I remember that like being announced. I feel like they announced it and then have never said anything about Shocker. it. I could be wrong. Right in if I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. Uh, on Vita, again, only Dragon Fantasy Book 1 is available. PS2 game. This is an interesting one. RPG Maker 3. Now, RPG Maker was really cool back in the day. You can share yes. the games. And if you had Dex Drive, or Gex Drive, that was called Gex Drive, mm-hmm. you could put it on like GameFAQs, share RPGs. People used to do that. It's just weird to release that game now unless there was some sort of connectivity with the PlayStation Network, which there won't be. Yeah. Um... Because RPG Maker was a really cool, like a solid idea. Remember they did Fighter Maker too. Remember that? I remember Fighter Maker. Um, and then on PlayStation Plus, uh, just in case you're curious, Malicious is free. That game sucks. Uh, <laughs> and uh, every Grand Theft Auto game on PSP, PS2, PSN, PS3 are all discounted. That's good. That's yeah. crazy. I saw over in the UK or no AU, one of the Lukes. I forget which foreign Luke p- posted up a story about how Hitman Absolution coming free to PlayStation Plus. That's a good deal. I would like that. I still haven't played Absolution. Yeah, I would like to get that for yeah, free. Yeah, I think the States. Europe gets really sweet deals. They usually yeah. get them ahead of us. Like they had they had Vanquish way early, but eventually we got that. So hopefully they got Batman too, right? Then we yep. get Batman. All oh, right, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they've gotten a lot of cool stuff. I hope they get. I think Hitman will come over. I bet Hitman seems like, like I have it. I just haven't even opened it yet. Yeah. I'll never get yeah. to that game. Yeah, I wanted that HD thing. collection too. I mean, that's me with Sleeping Dogs. I have Sleeping Dogs sitting there. I have Sleeping Dogs. Awesome. I have Spec Ops downloaded. I still haven't played it. Uh, yeah. You should play some Spec Ops. Those games yeah. are so good. I know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Colin, topic of the week. Yeah, you put it up. Basically, it was Dear PlayStation, or Dear Sony, mm-hmm. please fix the PlayStation Store. Right. You took my edit. Did you take the edit? I took, I took the edit. Right. I declined every edit. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad I wasted my morning. Talk to you later. Uh, no, so run people through if they haven't read the article, which they should over on IGN.com. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I was just kind of marinating about this this morning. Like I, woke up, I woke up on, you know, I went on Twitter and expected that they updated the PlayStation Store, you know, at the, you know, the ass crack at dawn or something like that, but it was, still wasn't up. And like I said, it wasn't updated until about 3 o'clock Pacific today, so about 24 hours late. And I was like, you know, they don't talk to anyone. They don't acknowledge what the problems are. How hard can it be First of all, maybe even to fix why this is happening, but even technologically, we don't understand what's going on with the PlayStation Network, the PlayStation Store. How hard can it be to keep people in the loop? You know, yeah. if you read the PlayStation blog with any regularity, if you go on the PlayStation forums, if you, you know, tw- you know, we get tweets and messages, podcasts beyond. It is a running joke for years how bad it is, how yeah. bad they don't, commu- how they don't communicate with anyone. It frankly kind of reeks of the 2011 PSN outage, not in what happened, obviously, but in that they just wait. They don't say anything. They hope you forget. They hope, like, you move on. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it would do a lot to engender confidence if Sony spoke to their consumers, you know? Yeah. Like, people that care about the PlayStation Store updating at a specific time, on a specific date, waiting for a specific game, that's your hardcore audience. Those are the guys that buy dozens of games a year. Those are the guys that spend hundreds of dollars a year on everything. They are PlayStation Plus users. These are the guys that own PS Vita. These are the guys that evangelize your product, and you don't talk to them. You know, and what's really funny, and I, I'm not like, I don't want to toot my own horn, Greg. You like to toot that horn. But once in a while, I'll toot the own, my own horn. But I people, like people pointed out to me yesterday that I, I wrote a, t- a tweet about, like, are you serious that Sony hasn't said anything yet? Like, where's the PlayStation Store update? Five minutes later, not even on, on, on pl- at PlayStation, the first time they mentioned it, they're like, oh, PSN's giving us trouble, blah, blah, blah. And some people think that, like, maybe I pushed someone over there to, to say something. the ribs. And that shouldn't be the way it is. And you shouldn't have to wait until 9 or 10 at night to get an update about right. a, a PlayStation Store update that should have been up at 2. Why can't they hit a consistent time? We'll get to the fact that 
the PlayStation Store update sucks. Like the the, the since they changed the store, yeah. I think something PlayStation currently suffers from is something IGN used to suffer from when we, you and I first started here. We talk about this that there was no public face to IGN. We editors, we were just starting to do on-camera work. Podcasts were only GameScoop, and even that was just just like what twenty episodes in. Uh, I feel like if they would establish a major Nelson, if they would establish this is X person, even if it's just Sid or something, and he they tweeted, "Hey, this is happening." If they sent you a message to, if they, there has to be a button right where I could write or they could write a PlayStation Network message that they could send to everyone. Hey, everyone, we're having trouble with the PlayStation Store. Boy, it. it I understand that you don't want to call out your mistakes to people, but seeing as how this is a mistake that everyone's, like, the people that right. care the most are talking about it, and the people who don't even know how to access their messages would never get this message and not care, it seems like that would do you so many favors that, oh, well, it's okay. Like, they're trying, they're doing something, you know what I mean? They yeah. appreciate the fact that I'm, I, so many people tweeted me about Injustice. They wanted to buy Injustice digitally or whatever, and it's like, well, is that going to be up at midnight? I was like, oh, it is not going to be up midnight, 1201 yeah, well, Tuesday. Right? It's like, number one, I totally agree. They need to over-communicate, if anything, because yeah. the more they're telling people what's going on, the better. And it, it's like, the number of people who would be annoyed by those messages is nothing compared to the people who would rather know what's going on right. and understand and you could opt out of it like you, right, right? Exactly. you could do that kind of stuff but i think on top of that yeah like for steam or whatever like it's such a big deal that at 1201 the game's available you know like every blizzard game it's like 1201 i have this game preloaded now i can play it immediately yeah. at 1201 and like that's what gaming is now you know yeah. and like psn needs to catch up to that now colin and i were talking about this when we were talking about the article and the the handicaps of the playstation network i still think a lot of this has to do similar with cross game chat and party chat that Technically, the PS3 can't do it. I think the PS3 might have been built a certain way, and the PlayStation Network built a certain way where they don't allow for preloading of games, and they don't sure. allow for 1201, or they don't, you know what I mean? All these goofy things. That's ridiculous things. if that's true. I mean, but I mean, you remember how bad the original, play- we, you put it in your article, how bad the original PlayStation Store was. It was just a weird-ass webpage that you had a little mouse, it was terrible. And that's how I bought Super Repetive. Yeah, but they fixed it in 2008, and like, I just feel, you know, when, when I was with Clements at New York Comic Con, and they... We were seeing The Last of Us, and we were seeing Puppeteer and all these games. One of the things they wanted to show us is the PlayStation Store update, and, and, and uh, you know, they had a lot of executives there to kind of show this thing off, and they were really proud of it or whatever, and I was like, okay, like, you know, and it, this thing's rolled down. It sucks. It just sucks. Like, I don't, you know, you shouldn't have to It looks pretty. Updates. It looks pretty, but to get in, you have to get an update for it. You get in, it loads so slowly. It takes it freezes, so it hangs, long. It crashes. It crashes your PlayStation. Yeah, it's like, I, even just looking for, like... A season pass or whatever is so complicated. Well, today I came in and I was I was walking. I, Damon and I were walking, getting coffee, and I was like, "Have you seen Man of Steel?" And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Oh man, I was I watched it last night via pairing my phone to my the YouTube. Trailer, on, trailer, yeah, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I have a, I have a copy <laughs> of Man of Steel. Uh, and I was like, "I'll show you when we get to my desk." And I got there and I was like, "Oh, my work PS3 doesn't have YouTube downloaded. Fuck." So I go into Video Services, that little thing on Video Services, YouTube app not there. Fuck. I go into the PlayStation Store, wait for it to load, open the search bar. Find YouTube, start downloading YouTube. Hangs, you were there. Hangs yeah, for a good five minutes with the little white bars going across while it thinks there's an error. Okay, I jump in. Do- try to download the free app. Enter your password. Enter my password. There's an error has occurred. It's like just get like this is like yeah. 20 minutes. Like I obviously watched it on my computer by then. Like this is why your system is getting so much hate that it can't do something that I can do so easily on my phone. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Or even you know like Xbox Live updates at the same time 
every week. You know, this is an older service, a much older service. But again, they built that knowing that was what they were going to do. Yeah, but they didn't build. I mean, when Xbox came out with Live in 2002, it wasn't built for this. And if you want to, and if you want to say like, okay, they restructured it, and obviously Microsoft probably has much more expertise in this in this area than Sony does. That's fine. But PS3 came out in 2006. If you're going to make in in 2012, late 2012, a store update, and it doesn't work better than what you just did, then why did you yeah, even I don't, bother? I don't, I don't understand what that was. Why yep. that happened? And I don't know if it had more to do with getting ready for PS4, if it had something to do with Vita or whatever. Why the infrastructure? I thought like, that that would be the case until we saw PS4 and we realized that they don't even talk to each other. So like, it, true, you know, true. and we saw the interface somewhat of like the store and the GUI and stuff on the, yeah. on, the on the PlayStation that's 4. And that's a mock-up and yeah, stuff, yeah. but. It just doesn't. I, I, you know, I think the idea was like because they, Discovery wasn't good for you know you had to go here for movies, you had to go here for TV shows, you had to go here for games. You search for Spider Man, you only get the Spider Man game, but you want the Spider Man cartoon or whatever. Right, still, right, right. But it's I like, like that. yeah, like, but I it's, mean, it's still siloed and weird. Yeah. It just doesn't work. And I'm I'm mad about that, but I'm really just much more mad about the fact that like where is the communication? People have been waiting to download Dragon Book. Some people didn't go out to the store to buy Injustice. They wanted to download it and set it overnight. Like. You have to talk to people, you know. And I put in a, there's a picture of two tweets back to back from PlayStation, yeah. 14 hours apart. One was right after I tweeted, where they're like, "We're working on it." Another one was, "We're working on it." 14 hours apart. Nothing on Facebook. Nothing to the PSN guys. Nothing to the e- nothing to our emails. None. Of, you know. By the way, they claimed during the outage, 77 million users. So we're almost two years later. They probably are up to more than 100 million users now. Yeah. Talk to people. Yep. You know? This is how you make money. You know, people are busting my balls being like, how hard is it to get Podcast Beyond up uh, on time? I'm like, that's good, that's funny, but Podcast Beyond technically costs our company money, you know? Yeah. Well, the also, way- you could, and this is something I know I point out and talk about it, but many of you can't catch on to the fact that it's beyond at IGN.com for email. <laughs> so you tweet me about email. If Beyond is never, isn't up Pacific time, 5 p.m., or if it isn't up by 5 p.m. Pacific time, you can check at No Taxation on Twitter, at Game Over Greggy on Twitter. We've explained why it isn't up. Like, somebody tweeted me the other day at 12.30 where, asking me where it was. I'm like, you're a bit fucking early on that one. But... And- <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, you know, and like we do it, this, is, this isn't this is a moneymaker for our company. This technically is the exact opposite of a moneymaker for our company. We do it for our hardcore audience or whatever. On the other hand, PlayStation Store, PlayStation Network, that is Sony's bread and butter. They make money. That is their moneymaker. You think you they know? put all these resources yeah, in there to make it work? Yeah, you think they would have it fixed. I don't care. I don't, I'm not into excuses. You know, and I, I, we don't understand the engineering loopholes and stuff, but this came out in 2006. By 2013, you should have this thing fixed. The game should be uploaded at midnight Pacific or something like that. They should be preloaded. All that stuff's ready to go. You should have a cadence going. The blog post should publish automatically. All these things, no excuses. Yeah, you know? and it, the problem is, you're absolutely right that it costs them money because it makes people be like, "Well, fuck it, I'm just going to download an Xbox." And honestly, or I'll just go to the store and buy it, whatever. But I mean, like, you, they have to think about that by making it a uniform thing. And and it, it's crazy that number one that they don't communicate. I mean, the thing is, like, we talk about all the time. Shuhei's example at E3 last year about how making PS3 and Vita trophies communicate with each other was more complicated than we realized. And so, yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't have engineering training. We don't know how complicated it is for them to to fix whatever error happened. But uh, the problem is just saying there was an error and saying, look, this is what we're doing. This is why we're working on it. Like, Xbox Live was down over the weekend, and Microsoft was still not great at communicating about it, but was at least issuing statements, and you at least have Major Nelson as somebody people know that they can go to. The problem on PSN is that nobody even knows where to go. They don't even, they're, right. like, tweeting at PlayStation, which has, like, over a million followers. It's not going to respond to them. Like, it doesn't yeah, yeah. know. Like, yeah. like no, nobody knows which singular person to go to. Yeah, yeah and they do have a, st- a server status page and all this stuff, but it's buried through the support forums to get to, to get there, to find out that it's down, and sometimes it's not updated for stuff like this. It's just bizarre, and we even talk about, you know, with PlayStation Network, when the store does go up, you know, sometimes 
a game just appears out of nowhere. Sometimes yeah, a game that was supposed to be on there, not there. So we get voucher codes so we can try games and you download a demo or whatever, you know. Those voucher codes don't work for two or three days sometimes, or not at all. You know, the the store just you know, sometimes you have to search for a game. Sometimes the games are already there. Yeah, that was the big thing you know, with Vita. Remember yeah. when we couldn't we yeah, couldn't buy Vita games off the thing, but they were there. And it's like what what the hell are you guys doing? Like, I, you know, I just yeah. don't, I don't get it, you know? Yep. Good people work over there. Smart people work over there. Educated people work over there. Which is why I think and it's tougher than we think. We, it's got to be, it's got to be more complicated than we think. It, it's got to be, but I, I bet Shuhei knows that. Jack Buser, they know this. But I, but they, I don't think they understand that there are ways that they can nip this in the bud. It's not hard to have someone on Twitter every hour saying what's going on with the PlayStation Network. You know, it's not hard to have people in the PlayStation blog with a post answering every person's post. If you look at like their blog posts, they answer the things that they don't have to fight with. They don't have to like quarrel with. They never answer the hard questions you know like well now sorry Greg I'm just calling the way I see it and that's fine but I but I want to make sure we give them a fair shake here that they're part of it, their arm of a corporation when IGN had layoffs we weren't allowed to go out there and be like hey guys this is what's going on that's not our role we're not allowed to do that yeah but their role is to do that they have community managers and, and, and well know. the community yeah you manage and give the community but if you're not if you're not Authorized to give out a thing. It's, it, our community people didn't issue a statement about layoffs or anything when it's that also, happened for us. It's also more complicated for them because they're a publicly traded company with shareholders, and there are Good certain point. game announcements they can't make. Like they're not authorized to be like, "Oh, that game's coming out soon." Like in the comments of a blog. Not post. asking them to make a game announcement. I was asking them to say when when some you know when when you know uh, Bong Bro 420 is you know like, <laughs> is, is all upset because he can't download his game instead of ignoring him. Be like, hey, like. The way they fix all this is to have a very comprehensive blog post where they explain, like, guys, there are technical reasons why we cannot do this on a set time. They never, for years, they've never said that. You know, for for years, they have never said, guys, like, we can't. We can't do it. Like, we have to upload the games. We have these snags. The game gets caught, and, like, we have to do it again, and something breaks. Like, just be honest, because it's obvious something's broken, so, like, you might as well just be honest about it. I mean, it gets people off your back. In general, I agree. Like, they, something happens, and it's like, oh, error code 801143, and you're like, okay, like, great, that's super helpful. Like, honestly, like, even right down to that error reporting, they should just say, like, hey, there was a problem with this. Go to this site to to troubleshoot or whatever. And and what, you know, the way I concluded my piece, if people go on IGN and read it, and I think it's an apt way, is this is the same company that cares about games. They care about gamers. You know, they have 12 studios that they put all their money in to make exclusive games. Their network is free. You know, they have PlayStation Plus, which I think is really one of the great values in gaming history. You know, mm-hmm. they do all of these things right. You know, even the PlayStation 4 event, we were really surprised by how right it was, how good it was. But there's always something. There's always something. And it's not even nitpicking. It's not even, like, going into the minutia and looking for something wrong. Like, this is a problem. And this can't persist with PlayStation 4. You know? This can't persist. And I bet it won't. I mean, I think that that's their solution, right? That they've... I think it's... I think at some point, they run into this error that the PlayStation 3 can't keep up with what they want it to do, so they build the PlayStation 4 too. So now they have to just grin and bear it for I suppose, but the PS3 gamers are going to have to grin and bear it too because, you know, like... There, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be almost 80 million of these out there probably by this summer. They're probably going to oh hit 90 million or more, you know, by the lifetime. They're going to slash the price of the PS3 and the PS4 comes out. It'll probably be $100, you know. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of people on this isolated system that is not being given the proper love where a lot of great games will live in, in perpetuity because you can't play them on PS4. And... Gaikai? They have to, yeah, until Gaikai gives you a... And that's going to cost money, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just, it's so frustrating because... You know, we love PlayStation. You know, we love, you know, like I said, I'm a platinum trophy whore. Like, I'm a Vita lover. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I love my PS3. And 
I want this to work because it's frustrating to me. So can you imagine how frustrating it is to the dude who just wants to fucking download a movie? Or just yeah. wants to download You a have a great point there of like, yep. you know how many, you'd love to see statistics on how many people jump into the store ready to buy something. They get that air message and they're like, F it, I'm out. Like, you yep. know what I mean? Like, that's why like I spend my money through Voodoo or through Amazon or right. whatever. Because right? there are too many other sources now. It's, it's too broad. Like, I mean, if... No one has time to waste on a store that isn't the easiest and best experience. And honestly, exactly, like, and that's that's why I don't understand like the video section of the PSN where you can't play stuff while you're downloading and it's this, that, and the other. And like when I did the Sons of Anarchy video like a couple years ago, probably now, right, where I mistakenly, because I'm I'm silly, of course, bought the HD version, but it, I could have gotten the SD and HD version for the same price, but I couldn't re-redeem to get the SD version to put on my Vita. It's like what? Why are there this many hoops? Like why yeah. isn't this intuitive? Why don't you just go for the easy route? Yeah. It's just, it's all, you know, maybe PS4 solves it. I mean, I'm not confident. Well, I think it's and, a step and, forward. Yeah. I think it's just like the Vita, right? Like, there are all these different things that are a step forward. That like It's like when Ray Gutierrez was on this podcast and he called the Vita 17 years of mistakes in one device. Like, you learn as you go, right? And so... The problem is, though, they need to figure it out because Apple is sort like of 10 yeah. steps ahead of them. Sure. And it's like, it's always going to be so much easier for me to get an iTunes and buy something than just to Shit, get Microsoft's 10 steps ahead of them. Yeah. And, that's, and I think that's a more imminent threat to their business, you know? is with all these rumors about what the Xbox is and what it's going to do and it's going to tie in your cable box and do all these things, man, you better bring your A game with your online infrastructure. You know, that's really important. Don't be, you know, it's not Nintendo levels of bad by any stretch of the imagination in terms of online infrastructure, but it's bad. Yeah. You know? This, but, like, the fact that you wrote, like, the PlayStation Store was delayed, the new PlayStation Store. And, and it you, still came yeah. out like this. Yeah, still and, 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 that's, and that's what I'm saying. It's still been, I, I think know, I've updated it no fewer than four times. You yeah. Know? And, like, they don't, they, they, it's a prideful thing, I think, too, with the company where it's like, you know what, we should just go back to the other PlayStation Store. No, and, we can't. Yeah. We can't show weakness. Yeah, yeah. So, that's it. All right, that's it. Go for it. <laughs> Andrew. A lot of good points. Fisher writes into beyond at IGN.com. He says, Andrew, I got Infinite and thought it was amazing. Never playing the first Bioshock, so I decided to try it. As I'm playing, I can't find a reason to keep going in the story. In Infinite, it feels like there's always a reason to keep going in the story, but I can't find one in Bioshock 1. Have any of you felt this way, and can you tell me something to keep me playing? Beyond. Beyond Fisher. Uh, I mean, so Bioshock 1 is trying to do something very different than what Infinite tried to do. I mean, in Bioshock 1... It's about the place and not the characters. You're playing as a, a conduit to let you experience this place of rapture. It's about the place. So, I mean, if you're not interested in rapture, which would shock me because I think it's one of the best game worlds possibly ever, um, I, I would, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I mean, Infinite, what you may have liked better about that experience is that you're playing as a character and it's about the narrative. It's about, you know, seeing what happens to these people and, you know, Columbia itself is building on that story, whereas Rapture is the opposite. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say keep going. I don't know how far you are into the game. I mean, there's there's a halfway point to Bioshock that's very clear, and I think is the the part when most people become the most interested in what's going on. Um, but I don't know. That, I mean, it, it's obviously a completely subjective thing. All right. I definitely have had that where I'm, I'm playing a game and I'm like, why? I, like, this is, I'm not having a great time with the mechanics. The yeah, I mean, Darksiders like, two for me. I, sure, Darksiders one actually. I was yeah. like, this is fun, but I don't want it to keep going. I can see that. Colin, you got games you burn out on? You Shockingly, out? it's the opposite for me. I mean, I, I burned out on Bioshock Infinite. You know, it's just like, I, I have to beat it. It's just like, I don't really care right now. My, my concern for you not beating it yet is that you're like in a minefield. You don't understand the bullets I've been trying to take to prevent you from getting spoiled. I made a kid delete his tweet last week. That was nice of you. You're yeah, good, thank man. You. Yeah, I, I'll get to it maybe this weekend. Yeah. I have some other, I gotta play Soul Sacrifice too. Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to platinum Guacamelee. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. I did it. You can do it. A lot of people are freaking out about it. The difficulty spikes in there. 
It's there are a few very difficult well, parts. In hard so mode. I have all the orbs. I mean, once I got through tree tops and stuff, it, that part became easier. But yeah, hard mode is my concern. I'm, I'm trying to get every single trophy other than the two hard mode trophies, and then I'll just have a dedicated playthrough for it. Finding the chest is harder than I thought it would be because some of them don't appear in the map. I thought they all appeared in the map. PS3 trophies that org has it does if you see it, but you can't get it. PS3 okay. trophies that org has maps for all the trophies. Well, like where all the I'm just gonna have to go area by area. Yeah, yeah you just have to. It's the same. I, it reminded me of like playing Castlevania games on DS, where like you just like wouldn't put them up against your monitor and like look for those. <laughs> <laughs> Does um the percentage in some in in the map menu in the, the if I select the it's a seventy percent at the top um it, does hard mode factor into that or can you be at one hundred percent before you start hard mode or do you have no idea what do you mean uh, like if you if you hit select and yeah. are viewing the map there's a your play time and the percentage right, of completion right, right. in the top right and so mine's at seventy percent what what is that I think you indicating? get one hundred percent when you have all it's it, it only indicates I think like. Then Story them. events and treasure chests, not like okay. territory covered, because I was okay. like trying to get every corner of the map, thinking that it worked. Like that's how yeah. it worked, like Castlevania, but it doesn't work. Okay. Adam writes in. He says, "What's up, Beyond Crew? Hello. Got hey. a question for you. What's your most enjoyable platinum trophy? Mine was Dishonored. Such fun. And when I started playing, the idea of completing the game without getting spotted or killing seemed impossible. But I did it." Yeah, it's it's always the ones that you think or you're like, oh my god, I will never get that trophy, and then you do it. And yeah, you're like yeah, like I mean, for me, I never thought I'd be able to do Persona. Um, ah, that nice. one felt really good. Borderlands, Infinite. I I, I mean, Infinite's not that bad at all. But um, like I mean, I said on the show when I, when the trophy list leaked, I was like, oh man, I'll never get the 1999 with no vending machine ones. And it's actually not that bad. It just you just have to be strategic. Nice. Recently, the original Bioshock was like. Yeah, that was hardcore. really, really hardcore for me. I did it, so I was I was really proud of that one. Yeah, you did uh, Crisis. Yeah, I did Crisis. Original, pretty hardcore. Yeah, it's a hard one too. That was a fun one. That's a fun game. You hit thirteen. I, I, I uh, oh my god, I'm sorry that I can't remember your name right now. But to be honest, listener, help me by doing near. The only time I've ever used near was the only way I got the high. I would use near more if I understood how it worked. Yeah. See, Greg, Greg, Greg and I always talk about that. Like one of the great conspiracies with PlayStation Vita is that no one under no one understands how Vita works. Not That's even true. Sony or, or, or near works. Not even Sony. Like I, I use it sometimes. Like I was using it during Nun Attack. They had like things where if you sign on the near, you get like extra coins. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I wanna, I wanna do a video with Mark Ryan where he tries to explain what he thinks near is because it's so funny. Okay. Uh, Platinum's most enjoyable, either Infamous or DC Universe Online for me. Yeah. Well, I, Infamous I did, you know, before any gods were out, and I have those maps that I saved where I took digital pictures of my TV screen and then crossed out building by building to find all the shards. <laughs> yeah, the Infamous ones are fun. And then DC is just... But those are the ones that are the best, when you have to do stuff like that, and when you sure. get so nerdy about it. Like, for yeah. Persona, I had, like, a chart, so I knew which days I could do certain social links and books right, right, and stuff. Right. Like, and it's like, in the moment, you're like, what am I doing with my life? But right right now, uh, I'm reviewing Dead Island Riptide, and when we when we were looking through the trophies to begin with, remember, we were like, oh, man, there's, there's this one... How are the trophies, you asked me? Another one? I call that was there's one for playing the entire game as co-op and you're like Phew. and then you're like well if, you, if anybody ever gets that they have to do it last night Mike and I got it <laughs> so now we're like looking through like oh well, now we have to do like how many zombies we got to run over with this boat and all this other junk to I go mean, if I that's the kind of relief trophy I'm going to call that the relief trophy though when you get that trophy yeah the, way, the hardest yes. one yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like, well, there's it, no excuse yeah. and that's the whole thing is like I'm now I'm kind of like can I do this before anybody else can I get the Dead Island Platinum before anybody else does? PSN profiles? Yeah. Oh, well, it's not even out yet. Exactly. Oh, yeah, you so that, But the problem is that there's, like, 81 collectibles, and they don't show up on your map. And there's no guide yet. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's, like, that's the problematic. thing. problematic. Yeah, but if I got everything else, and then I got a guy, like, I can talk to Stephen Ng, see how his guide's coming along, stuff like that. Yeah. Look for my Dead Island review next week, by the way. 
Uh, Ashin Singh writes in Beyond. 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 Remember, write in Beyond at IGN.com, just like Ashin did. I uh, just wanted to know what each of you would like to see as Podcast Beyond memorabilia, given the well-deserved popularity of Podcast Beyond. I would like to see... Among those things, a second edition of the shoes of Colin Moriarty and the wrecked hull of the boat that eventually claims Ryan. <laughs> that book is mine. It will always only be mine. There's only one copy. Only one thing in the whole um, world. I want a little stress reliever shaped like Colin. Okay. Like he squeezes his head? Yeah. And like like, a, like, like the a Dwight Schrute one I have at my desk. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, cardboard cutout of Greg. <laughs> Life size. Good, yeah. I got a good one, but I'm actually trying to work on getting it made for 300. So I'm gonna, I'll tell you off the air, uh-huh. but I don't, I don't want to spoil it for them. a lot of people. Like people that get, it's like an only, you only get it if you come to podcast. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. They, oh, they, like they, the Jealous Skins last year. Which yeah. Well, yeah, but mind. this is something maybe a little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah. Not that those weren't cool. Thanks, Jealous Skins, for sending us those <laughs> things. <laughs> I still have mine on my PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had mine on my PSP until I got rid of it like a week ago. Uh, what'd you do? Just throw it away. I I think I sold it to Amazon like thirty bucks. Okay, or no, forty bucks. I bet. Oh, podcast beyond three hundred, July twelfth. A lot of people you know, want to come to this in all the moving stuff. Don't be emailing in about RSVPs yet. Next week, we'll give you the final details on how to be a part of Podcast Beyond. But remember, check with your bosses. Only ever be concerned about this if you're going to actually come. If you're actually going to come to San Francisco for a live showing of Podcast Beyond. July 12th. It's a Friday. So, BT Dubs, that week the show will be late. <laughs> don't, be, don't be tweeting me nonstop about it, all right? Um, scrolling through my phone here. What do we got here? Oh, here we go. Tyler writes in beyond at IGN.com. Beyond. 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 What do you think of the new Arkham game? Are you excited that it will be coming out on Vita? Do you think it will do something with the PS3, like using the Vita as a mini-map? Do you think it should have been on the PS4? Well, Tyler, we'll stop you right there. A lot of questions there. The PS3, Batman Arkham Origins, is not the same game on PS3 and uh, It's like a Metroidvania side-scroller on Vita DS. And the screenshots make it look fucking awesome. Like I'm honestly more excited for the Vita one than the PS3 one because I'm nervous... So the portable one is by Armature, which is former, I believe they're called Armature, uh, former Metroid Prime folks from Metro, like a good pedigree. I'm excited for that game. The one I'm nervous about is like the proper RPG right. origin. Rocksteady is not doing it. Exactly. You, not the developers of the it's first It's Montreal, right? Yeah. WB Montreal. WB Montreal. And Ido said, like, you know, they endorsed them or whatever. I didn't actually, there was a story not Eidos, going Rocksteady. around. Yeah, sorry. Rocksteady, rather, endorsed yeah. them. Um but uh, I don't know, man. It, it makes me nervous to have anyone else doing one of those games. Colin, did you see that one of the guys who's, who was talking for Montreal, like their face person, was uh, a guy who worked on Hulk Ultimate Destruction and Prototype? Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, like I, I don't, I don't want to give a title, but he was the, their spokesperson when they announced the game. So you got that going for you. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited about the side scrolling one. That sounds great. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. perfect for Batman. And it has like you can save anywhere, so it's like you are still able to like it'll be a good like pick up and play experience on Vita. Yeah. Um I mean, as for the PS4 question, we don't know. They probably just can't say anything yet about next gen, would be my guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, they well, he asked, should it be on PS4? Oh, You're saying you, you think it might be. I think, it be. I think it's possible that it could be both. I don't think but it is my, my, my guess, said. though, would be that this is the current gen one because Rockstar is something, or Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Jesus, my brain is so broken. Uh, that Rocksteady maybe has a game a year later on PS4 and next mm-hmm. Xbox. Maybe. Yeah, start annualizing it. Yeah. That's what we want. Annualize Batman Arkham games. Well, it's just Square who keeps setting these expectations yeah. for their games and stuff. Right. But this is not a square game. 
You're all confused. WB. Oh my god. Sorry. We started talking about Idos and I got confused. That you you started talking about Idos. Sorry. I'm looking at my phone. I'm distracted. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for episode of Podcast Beyond Episode 289. Sorry about the quality, but you're along for the ride. Is IGN the brains and is IGN morphs from its cocoon? The caterpillar becomes the tadpole. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be part of the show, beyond at IGN.com. Please follow everybody on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Garfep is Andrew Garfold. <laughs> Garfold. Andrew Garfold. <laughs> I don't know what it is about saying Garfep and then trying to switch to Gar... Garfield. It's a Garfield. That's what screws it up. For uh, it's because Andrew Garfield plays Spider-Man. No, it's something else. There's some. Your name is just weird. Can we change your last name? Okay. All right, everybody, write into Beyond at IGN.com with what Andrew Goldfarb's last name should now be. Also, remember that you should should, should submit songs to us. We play them at the end of the thing here. The I was show? gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna wait till next week to play Ramon's song. Okay. Yeah. yeah we want to get Altano's song in here. That's the one. That's what we're going to do. So give okay. me the rundown. This is uh, Ryan's wrap-up, named after Ryan Clements. May he rest in peace and have Frederick soon. Um, uh, here comes a song from Brian Altano. Yeah, Go Farm, Take Me Home. It's uh, from Robata Bots, which is his little uh, instrumental band. This is the what? first song that he's released from the new his new album. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't remember the title off the top of my head. Perfect. This show has been Dynamite. <laughs> Follow Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. If you like this song, tweet at Agent Bizzle, and he'll tell you all about where to buy the song and all that jazz. I'm sure you go to iTunes. Try putting Brian Altano. It'll come up. Yeah, or Robotobots. Okay. Robotobots. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> next, week we'll, next week, we'll be back in a new podcast room, and it won't be a disaster. Beyond. Beyond. Yep. What's up, everybody? It's Greg again. I know we said Beyond. We usually sign off there. But I'm here to correct some information, because Andrew Goldfarb is stupid. And when he said it, I wasn't sure if he was that stupid. I was pretty sure he was that stupid. But now I know he's... Hey, Brian. Hi. It's Brian Altano, everybody. Agent Bizzle on Twitter, like we said. Follow him. Brian, give everybody the info on how to get this song we're about to hear. Uh, I have a new album coming out this fall. It's called Misanthrope, and I just put out the first single. It's called Dial Tone, and search for it on SoundClick under my name, and you'll find it. Go listen. So as I thought... Nothing to do with Robotobots. Nope, that was my first album. Exactly. came out two years ago. Go buy that on iTunes and Amazon. Goldfarb was trying to tell me that you could find this song under that, that it was a new single from Robot, and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Luckily, he's not our music news guy. Yeah, well, only the, he had a song about freaking crows and some other goddamn bullshit. <laughs> All right, but here comes the song. Be on. <laughs>
In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real. It's intimate. And it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.